Welcome to the People Priority Podcast, where we dig into topics that help you show up as your best self for you and your circle of influence. I'm your host, Julie Schneers, a teacher turned speaker, teen culture consultant, and leadership growth coach who loves people. Join me every week for conversations that will motivate, educate, and hopefully just inspire you to grow through the power of communication, connection, and confidence. Because you and your people, you're worth it. Today, we're talking about the key to having an affirmation attitude. Now, first thing I'm going to just jump off and say is this is very different than positive vibes and putting out the beautiful things that you want to happen in your life out into the universe. Not knocking it, but I am saying I cannot say I want to be an incredible ice skater. I am an incredible ice skater. I am an incredible ice skater does not bring that to life. There are definitely ways to put positivity into your life that actually work for you and the people around you. So how do we develop an attitude of affirmation that isn't fake, that is actually backed by science, that can mold your life with a perspective of positivity that can build self-esteem? How do I communicate with my own head and heart? I love the self-reflection that sits with that question. And it's important because you truly have complete control of your own attitude of affirmation. Now, as someone who has absolutely struggled with depression and anxiety in my life, I am not going to be the person to sit here and tell you this is going to solve all your problems. That is absolutely not what I am doing. But I am telling you that there are so many opportunities in your everyday life that could be building you up and making you more successful. And when you learn how to do that, you can showcase that, give that to the people in your circle of influence and create positivity in the spaces that you work in, play in, live in. So why wouldn't you take the hacks like having an attitude of affirmation seriously? Let's just dig into the starting point. The starting point of having an attitude of affirmation is one, knowing what is important to you. So, so often we start with these small frustrations instead of these big picture, beautiful pieces. And if you are thinking through your big picture, it's a lot easier to not let small frustrations monopolize your thoughts. Put negativity on your entire day. Push negativity out onto your people. So big picture, what are my values? What am, what am I good for? What am I good at? What is important to me? What do I have to offer the world around me? Which links straight back to the episode we did on your legacy. That is an important place to start. Now, of course, the thought process is if I am struggling with positivity and what I'm communicating with my own head and heart is not positive, how do I get out of that rat race? And we are going to talk about that. But pause for a second and think about your big picture. Starting with your overall values will help put you on the path of a positive thought process. And thinking about your thought patterns 
is important. So let's do that for just a second. What kind of thought patterns do you have in a day? Think about your day-to-day. What kind of thought patterns existed there? Maybe when you were talking to yourself, maybe when you were thinking about or talking to others, how hard were you on yourself today? Did you assume that everyone was bringing their best to the table? Your thought patterns, negative or positive, will fill your life with negative or positive. It's, it's a muscle. If you are constantly a negative Nancy, negativity is going to follow you around. Period in the story. This isn't a Juliaism. This is backed by science. You can go do the digging. Your thought patterns linked to your mood, your habits, your goals, what you communicate with your own head and heart are going to fill the space that you're in, which in turn can fill the people within your space. So if you're leading at home, if you're leading your kids and you're a negative Nancy, you're giving that energy to them. If you're negative about your appearance, you're teaching your kids to be negative about their appearance. If you are negative about what you can accomplish, you're teaching your children to be negative about what they can accomplish. So knowing your thought patterns and how you're communicating with your own head and heart, it's kind of where you have to start. And I've worked with a couple of people who didn't realize what negative Nancy's they were. Didn't realize that they were the reason people were discouraged in the office. Didn't realize that their program was failing because nobody wanted to be around them. Sometimes it takes us stepping back and looking at what am I truly communicating, not only with my own head and heart, but with people around me. What happens with our thoughts is your body will physically change in response to those thoughts. Like neurotransmitters 101. And the link is physically and mentally. This starts with the self-affirmation theory published in 1988 by Steele. And then of course, followed up in 2006 by Sherman and Cohen. Needless to say, it's so good. People just keep digging into why it's important. Let me tell you a little bit about the self-affirmation theory. It's based on the idea that we are motivated to maintain our self-worth in the face of threats. That's according to psychology today. Now, when our self-esteem is threatened, we can affirm parts that are un- threatened. Doing this helps us realize that our self-worth is not contingent on this negative threat, this negative thing that's happened, the negative statement that was made. Another great takeaway about the self-affirmation theory is that it argues that maintaining our self-esteem, our confidence, our self-identity is not just about being perfect or incredible, but being great or adequate even in the areas that we find value in, that we hold important. But in today's world, when we are submerged into social media and everyone has an opinion and we're super competitive and and we, we hate somebody that doesn't believe like us, in a world where those are norm, for you to be able to hold on to your values and what's most important, 
can increase your self-esteem, can increase your confidence and help maintain your self-integrity. Now, of course, if we're looking back at our thought patterns, if you are able to feel confidence and good self-esteem and like you, you are happy with who you are and, and what you're good at, despite a screw up at work or despite a terrible friend, especially when, I, when I'm coaching these high school and college girls, which I take a couple of those clients on, it always kills me to, to see how many of those struggles our confidence struggles at that point in their life. In, in a world we live in today, that that is so common, being able to hold on to self-affirmation and confidence is a skill that the younger we can teach our kids and ourselves, the longer lasting effects we're going to have of the positive thought patterns that we built in our lives. Because it's like a muscle. If you are generating positivity in your brain, you're going to be more positive. And everyone wants to be around a more positive person. But if you're struggling with who you are or you're struggling with, I don't think anybody likes me, or you're struggling with, I don't do anything good at work anymore, or you're struggling with, I I really don't love my job or the people that are there and that negativity is what you're spinning in, that's going to come across in everything you do and how you act and how you speak and how you are to be around. So what does it look like to make a positive change? I want to share with you neuroplasticity. Now, I'm not an expert on this, and I'm sure there are so many incredible people you can dial into to learn more about this. But for layman's terms, for us today, for the research that I have done in my coaching world, I'm going to share the psychology today definition, because I think it's super easy to kind of just get a grasp of. Neuroplasticity is the brain's capacity to continue growing and evolving in response to life experiences. Plasticity is the capacity to be shaped, molded, or altered. So neuroplasticity then is the ability for the brain to adapt or change over time by creating new neurons and building new networks. The cool thing though is the pattern, that muscle that I'm telling you you can build, it does link to positive thinking and affirmations. If you are struggling with being a negative fancy, if there's even a piece of you that's just struggling with a little bit of confidence. If there's struggle in your struggle of influence, having an attitude of affirmation is not just a, hey, this might work. It is science-based. But the key is in the statements you repeat and that the statements you are utilizing link to Here it is. Here's the key. Your values, positive truths, present tense, and pushes you back into the direction of your big picture values that are most important to you. Because let's not get caught up in the stupid crap that doesn't matter. What are those big picture values? What are are the pieces of you that are most important that at the end of the day, you can look yourself in the mirror and say, 
I'm happy with who I am and I'm happy with where I'm at. And I'm going to confident in tomorrow because I did my best today. What values are the gatekeepers to your self-esteem? So I'm going to say those pieces again. Knowing your values, speaking affirmations in positive truths, no fake affirmations. That's silly. And that was a trend. Okay, let's not trend that anymore. Speaking in present tense, not like someday I will be, but the what's happening now present tense. And continually pushing your affirmations back into the direction of those values that, that are important to you, that may be even a goal, but they're still the big picture values. That's how you create positive affirmation habits that can change that muscle and change your perspective. I want to share this quote by Stanford psychologist, Dr. Claude Steele, which was the 1988 self-affirmation theory psychologist. Self-affirmation decreases feelings of self-reported stress as well as cortisol levels, which is personal power. I think that's so cool. You have personal power. You have the power. You don't need somebody else to fix your confidence. You can do it. No, I'm not saying that it's not awesome to sometimes have a coach or a counselor or even a friend help you with that. But you do have personal power when you are utilizing self-affirmation because everything begins with your thoughts and your words to yourself. So how do we do that? How do you speak with an affirmation attitude? Step number one is to flip your statements. That looks like I am succeeding at fill in the blank rather than I don't want to be a failure. Isn't that common? If you've already said, I don't want to be a failure or I don't want to let this person down in my life, the negativity has already been breathed into your brain. So in order to cut the negativity out so that we can have an attitude of affirmation, you have to cut that perspective out. And the root of it, let's be very real, the root of it for me is the sphere of failure. That is who I have struggled with in my whole life. I don't want to fail. Even if the root of it is that, you have to create the habit of positive affirmations that work. So it may not be easy at first. It may not be second nature at first, but the only way you're going to make it second nature and easy in your brain is if you try and you put effort into an affirmation that is positive. So get rid of the negative and flip your statements. Don't say things like, I don't want to be a failure. Say things like, I am succeeding at. I'm going to go ahead and throw my own goal into this with the podcast. I am one who, I, the fear of failure is something I have struggled with my whole life. I don't want to fail. I don't want to be a failure. And I've had to really navigate in this podcasting journey what I'm getting out of it, what I'm learning, who I'm reaching, why I don't need a thousand downloads to be impactful. Because of course, I'm so competitive. It's also something you can work. No, 
that I wanted to actually be helpful. And if it's not helpful, I don't want to spend my time in it. So having to redefine all of those pieces of what success looks like is a part of my journey. But saying things like, I don't want this podcast to fail is still breathing failure into my podcast journey. So I have to say things like, I'm succeeding at getting a podcast out every week. I am succeeding at finding the most incredible people to interview. I am succeeding at getting input from people after I've thrown down a solo podcast and, and it actually being helpful to someone. And if it was helpful to one person, I am succeeding. That doesn't mean that I'm number one podcaster in, in the world. It doesn't mean that this is winning in every realm, but I am able to celebrate my win rather than sit in the, oh my gosh, am I failing? Oh my gosh, what, what does failure look like? Let's define what success looks like before we define what failure looks like. Because when you really put your brain into what success looks like, it makes it a lot more exciting to think, oh, I did make an impact and that's what I define success at, not that I get a thousand downloads every single episode. Number two, is point out the present. I am rather than I should or I wish, or I want. Look at what is presently working. Hear me say, it's okay to have goals. It's okay for it to be really big in your brain. But remember, you have to start somewhere and you need to celebrate success along the way. So say out loud, that is working. I am doing it. Not, I should be. X, Y, Z. I'll go ahead and use basketball as an example because my kids have basketball practice and I know that's their favorite sport. They're both super tall for their age. They're both growing into their limbs and still learning to understand the game. And of course, that leads to us having conversations about what's going well when they're not the best on their team. So I am working really hard at learning the game. I am proud that I'm doing extra practice in the summer. I am proud that I'm able to accomplish this goal that I set for myself two months ago. Not, I should be a better player. I wish I was a better player. Someday, I want to be as good as that girl on my team. Those aren't helpful. They're negative and they don't breathe life into you. You might as well be saying fake statements. Like, I'm a star athlete. That doesn't help breathe reality into your brain. That helps breathe the, oh my gosh, what if I never am a star athlete? You got to tell yourself real truths that are present tense so that you can celebrate what's great. The I wish you were versus claiming you are's. There's always going to be a difference between the positive and negative feelings that come out of the way we say our words the perspective that we look at ourselves in our work, in our accomplishments. So step number one is look your statements. Step number two is point out the present and the truths. And step number three is make it routine. If you are having to build a muscle, just like going to the gym, you have to go to the gym more than once in order to have muscles. You're not going to go lift some weights on a Monday and look ripped on a Friday. It doesn't work that way. You have to make it a routine. 
And if you want muscles, you've got to go to the gym more than once or more than once a week. If you want to be a positive person, if you want to be the kind of person that others look to for positivity, like being around, if you want to work on your confidence and your self-esteem, then build that muscle. So schedule time in the mornings or write in your journal every evening or put positive stickies on your mirror. Maybe before you go into big meetings with your plan, you make sure that you're always writing an affirmation statement to create that attitude of affirmation. I love the thought of that as we're transitioning from looking at self to others. I think that that's really important because when you're walking into a meeting with others and maybe you do need to get some constructive criticism, maybe you do need to help mold how your student's working on a paper or mold how your child is interacting at school or mold how your employee is handling a client. There's absolutely always going to be conversations that might be built around growth, but how you navigate can look very different if you're walking in with an attitude of affirmation, a positive mindset versus being that person who just thinks everything in the whole world is falling apart and awful. How you approach it is a huge part of the success that you're going to see within yourself and others. So even being able to proclaim for other people, here's what's going great or we have present tense and a truth about where we're at. Building those affirmation pieces in for people and with people will help them build in an affirmation about themselves, especially when you're a leader, because people are looking to you. They're taking your comments to heart. Think about the most impactful person in your space. The person that... Maybe you respect the most. Maybe it's your spouse or a best friend. Somebody that when they say words, you really listen. Maybe it's a mentor or a parent or a grandparent. This person who, when they speak, you take to hear what they say. If you're a leader, you need to think that you might be that person. If you are saying things out loud that are negative. If you're the person that they really cling to for validation, celebration, growth opportunities, your negative words could hold more weight than you realize. And you know what else? Your positive words can too. So in our conversations, how do we communicate? How are we giving an attitude of affirmation or celebration to our people? And that does start with you. If you're walking around struggling with your own confidence, that's going to bleed off into other people. So having an attitude of affirmation is not only important for your own brain and your own heart and your own goals and your own successes, but it's also important to the people who are looking to you to lead. Now, I want to take a second and talk about celebration. Affirmations and celebrations in the workspace go hand in hand. 
Why is having an attitude of affirmation in your workspace or around your circle of influence so important because it builds a positive self-esteem for others? You create that culture. So if you are someone who is positive, if you as a leader are celebrating and, and giving gratitude, you're creating a culture of gratitude and celebrations and positivity which brings people together. Nobody's gonna be united over negativity. It doesn't work that way. If you are a negative Nancy, if you are someone that is not really buying into the team culture thing just yet, your team is suffering because you have to understand that you're creating culture in your space. The only question is what kind of culture are you creating? So unity, within your team comes from people who want to be around each other. So affirmations and celebrations are really important. Now, don't take this from me. Let's talk statistics. 2018 SHMR, Global Force Employee Recognition Survey shared when companies spend 1%, only 1% or more as payroll on recognition, 85% notice positive impact on engagement. So we were talking about celebrations, affirming that you're doing a good job, affirming that we are reaching our goals, affirming that you are an incredible employee by celebrating, by recognizing, it can link to a positive impact. 2019 Gallup poll learned that the number one reason most people leave their job is a lack of recognition. Holy mackerel. If we're talking about the workspace and you have a high turnover rate, maybe it's time you look at your recognition program. And when I'm talking recognition, you're thinking through, what are we recognizing? How are we recognizing it? What do our celebrations look like? Which leads straight to how are you affirming your people? And if you are not affirming your people, if you are not celebrating your people, if you are not recognizing your people, no matter who your people are, your students on your team, the employees in your space, your customers, your kids, you might have struggle in retention. In employee world, it is the number one reason people are leaving. Wow, what an easy fix. Now, a 2021 poll shared that organizations with recognition programs in place are 12 times more likely to have strong business outcomes. Both times. So if you want to increase your successes by 12 times, look at your recognition program, which leads straight back to making your people the priority. And of course, we started today with how do I give myself Affirmations. How do I create an attitude of affirmation? How am I communicating with my own head and heart? We have followed that line straight down to how your people might feel. It starts with you. It always starts with you. You have to show up as your best self before you can help those in your circle of influence to the best of your ability. When you're thinking about your space, I want you to think about how do you affirm yourself and how do you affirm others? So three key 
takeaways for today. The narrative we tell ourselves needs to be a positive one. Because if you are constantly telling yourself a negative story, if you are constantly seeing the negative in every situation, you are creating more negativity in your space. Simple. It is a simple truth. What you are telling your brain is going to come out in every way it possibly can in your life. So create positivity in your brain so that you can have positivity in your life. It starts with what you're telling yourself, which is why Kendra Hall has an incredible career on sharing out how we tell our own stories. Number two, you are what you think. So if you think you're failing, if you think that you can't do something, if you think that there's no way I can get healthy, that's too hard. There's no way I'll get a raise. There's no way I'll get that new job. There's no way that I can make that new friend. It's too uncomfortable. Then you're not going to. You are what you think. And number three, that applies to your people. So celebrate your people. Affirm your people. Your challenge this week is to write three affirmation statements. Remember, they have to be real and the focus has to be positive, no negativity around it. So what you currently are in the present tense, succeeding at, no fake affirmation, only real truths and making it a routine. So I'm challenging you to make an affirmation statement for your workspace, an affirmation statement for your personal life, an affirmation statement for your family. Bonus, do one for a future goal. But write them down. Say them out loud. Find a way to put it into your routine. Because having an attitude of affirmation not only can help the brain struggles that we have, the negativity that we might be facing, the confidence that we're working on. But it builds how you will be seen, heard, and how we build up. I'm going to end with an Oprah Winfrey quote. The greatest discovery of all time is that a person can change his future by merely changing his attitude. That's all for this week. Thanks for the download. And I would love more than anything if you would share this episode with someone who needs these tips. Because my heart is wrapped in being helpful and making an impact in a positive way. Thanks for listening and being my people. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hook me up with a five-star review wherever you're listening right now. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the People Priority Podcast. They so don't miss out on more tips, tricks, and important reminders. All right, I'll see you next week.